Test, test, test. Nice and good. Test, test. Nice mm -hmm. and good. Yep. Okay, ready? Yep. Hey, what's up, beautiful babies? Welcome to another episode of Bellcast. I am Gio. And I'm Bart. And are you cold, baby? What's going on? You have your hands in your pocket. It's actually really cold. Really? You yeah. think so? I'm actually really hot, but I wanted a stunt on my... What color would you say this is? Seafoam green? It is seafoam. Uh, I have like this fur coat on. Fuff fur. Is that one of the jackets you just bought? No. I've had this oh. like for about a year now. But Pick the overalls is. The overalls are... I, I went thrifting with Joe and our friend Darian and you were there too in Utah. Yeah. I hate thrifting out here because this shit smells wet. This just smells disgusting. It just smells like it's been sitting in someone's basement, but the whole store smells like that. So it's just a big turnoff. And then um, I already don't like rummaging through shit. Yeah. Like I'm not a rummager. So then the way they have it, they'll have it in bins or like, like they'll have it on a rack, but then the rack is just overflowing and I just hate it. Like if you pull one out, three other ones fall out with it. I don't like doing that shit. So in Utah, they had like boutique looking vintage shops. And I'm like, <gasps> I just didn't smell funky. I, yeah. Yeah, you know, I had a uh, thrifting phase in high school. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Cause I thought you were GQ. Remember that saying? GQ? I was never GQ. Remember the GQ saying? Yeah, I remember. Oh my God, that just came to me. No, you weren't GQ? No. Because you said you wore like polos and K-Swiss and shit. Um, I guess that's like, I guess so. Because it's kind of like a cross between like gangster and gq because it's not like you're not a gangster if you're wearing k-swiss and polos you want to bet you know how many cholos i know wear polos oh that's an asian thing then no no how many cholos i know like hispanic cholos that wear polos oh are you trying to fucking uh rap right now oh yeah cholo polo yeah you don't know you never seen a cholo wearing a polo <laughs> um I don't know. The style has changed since back in my day. No, that back in the day. Yeah. You know, like the striped polos, like it'd be like black, blue, white, and it's oh, and, it, right. and it goes and all it the way collar. down. It goes all the way down to the past, elbows. Past the elbows. They still wear dickies or dicky short okay, with long my socks. My bad. You schooled yeah. me. All right. Yeah. So I had, did have a phase like that where I think this was like during kind of my um, like ravey phase where I was going down to Melrose a lot. You know, Melrose in Hollywood in LA. Yeah. What other Melrose? Well, I don't know. For I mean, we have an international fan oh, base. You know I, I mean, like they you, might they might go. What, what Hollywood? It, my bad. Mel, it's because you looked at me like I was confused. So no. I was like, "What the fuck? I know Melrose." Yeah. So yeah, Melrose, and they have all kinds of like really either really weird clothes. Like that's where you find like celebrities buying their stuff, like Chris Brown, Arnold Tommy Lee. Like these guys, they buy their weird clothes there. Shoutouts to the homie Brooklyn Projects. They're in Melrose. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Never been. Yeah. So you have all of that. And I think that also just inspired, but that has a premium, right? Because it's on Melrose. So that also inspired me to start going to like the other places that are way cheaper, like Goodwill and Salvation Army. And sometimes you find what things. What cities though? Because the cities matter big time. I know. This is just random. We just went anywhere. Oh, that we, We're in high school. So we went anywhere that we can afford. And you go to one of these places and sometimes you'll find Jordans for like five bucks or you'll Ooh. find a shirt for a dollar. I can't do... It doesn't matter how broke I am, man. Like, I just can't do other people's shoes. That sounds like I'm not that broke. <laughs> but what about what about clothes? What's the difference? Uh, the difference is with shoes, it's more, it's way more, like shoes and underwear are super intimate. You know what I mean? Because like your foot's not running away from a shoe unless it's like an open toe shoe, then that's, then I can maybe do more open toe shoes. But yeah. when it's a sneaker or a boot where your foot's just in there trapped and it sweats yeah. and then it's, uh, all the materials absorb your sweat. Nah, fuck all that. But if you know how much I sweat, right? And I know there's people out there that sweat even more than me. When I look at clothes, like especially the neckline, that's exactly, I, that's like the shoe of the shirt. 
but there's still aeration. You know what I mean? Like there's still air that comes in there. Oh, you don't know the sweaty people that I know. I fine. Let's just say the most sweaty person mm-hmm. that their shit's drenched all the fucking time. Yeah. I get it, but I'm still saying like it still gets to see some sort of sunlight. So some sort of bacteria is still getting terminated. Whereas a shoe, you really can't throw it in a you can't really throw it in a washer too often. You know, and like the inside dries, like air dries and very slowly. So as it's slowly drying, there's more bacteria and shit. Like that's me throwing up. Yeah, I don't know. I if I view both the same. So during that whole time, like every time I pulled out the shirt from the closet, when I put it on, it felt really weird. And I know it's just a mental thing because in boot camp, you overcome all that shit. Like when shit hits the fan and you really oh, need yeah. to do things. Like, Absolutely. Like, I'd wear as fuck. If shit hit the fan, I'm hearing, I'm, I don't give a fuck about whose sh- sh- underwear that was. Like one I'm of the, wearing it. One of the first exercises that happened in boot camp after we've already done a bunch of hikes and everyone swept the fuck out of their boots is... uh. I forgot what it's called, but maybe they call it a party. I don't know. But the drill instructor goes to everyone's footlocker, which is where all your belongings are. They take it, uh, throw it upside down. So your toothbrush or your boots, your your shoe shine, all that stuff is is there. Then they kick it all in the center of the room and they just start playing, having a field day. All of them come in and kick it all over the place. And then you have 60 seconds to collect shit. Not your shit. Just shit that shit you need. Because we're about to go on a hike right now. Oh my Lord. So you end up, some people end up with two left boots. And you know what? And they have to wear it? And the one's a size 15, one's a size 6. So one of them is too big when you have to stuff your feet in. But what I loved about that, I guess, um, lesson is that when you need, when shit really hits the fan, and I don't think anyone's ever really experienced shitting the fan. Right. But when shit really hits the fan, it really puts things into perspective. Yeah, like what's important, motherfucker? Yeah. Do you care about walking on gravel with your bare foot? Or are you cool with wearing two right feet or shoes that don't fit or anything like that? And yeah. it's just now what's the necessity? So after that point, like half of boot camp, you're not even wearing your own boots. Oh my God. And then maybe God. like a month later, like, okay, return your boots to whatever. And then you open it and you're like, okay, this is uh, this person's initials, this person's initials. And so that's what I liked about that. But then um, after I experienced that, when I, when I go back to my regular civilian life, when I look at clothes, I'm still like, Ew. Ew. I don't really like letting people borrow not even like letting my dad borrow a jacket. I mean, of course, if he's cool, I'll let him borrow it. But I just the thought of it gets to me. So yucky. Interesting, right? Like how we as a species learn to adapt and overcome. And that might be that might be um, evolutionary, too, you know, where it's like, hey, if you're going to be a little bitch about shit, guess what, motherfucker, you're going to be left behind. You're going to fucking die. So you either shape up and fucking get with the program and not give so many fucks about shit that doesn't matter. Um, but right now we're in a. We're in a privileged spot where we don't have to get, we, we can select the, the fucks we want to give. Someone was asking me online, um, cause I, I had put out a survey, uh, you know, when you can ask people like questions and you're like, Hey, submit your questions, what you want to know. And then, and then people will answer it on their stories on Instagram. So one of them, I was like, Hey, like, don't hold back. Like make your assumptions about Bart and I, and why do you look so angry? Is that you just listening intently? Yeah, I'm listening you look very intently. Pissed. Oh, I'm listening intently. Sorry. Yeah, you look fucking pissed. Sorry. Like you're about to punch somebody in the face. Oh, so I was listening very intently. That's wild. Uh, you have a bulldog face. Oh, do I? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, there it is. Okay. Okay, so then I had asked somebody, I was like, hey, don't hold back. You know, Bart and I, we don't really. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't really give a shit, you know? And I got several messages from people saying like, how do you do that? How do you like not care about stuff? And for me, like, it's not that I don't care about stuff. I care about a lot of things, actually. I care about so many things. But as I've gotten older, 
I've realized I want to reserve the fucks I give for shit that matters to me. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, that's my answer to you guys. Um, like stop giving a fuck about shit that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it takes a long time to develop that. Definitely. But I think the, just the idea of, of people thinking, how do you just stop giving a fuck? I think that changed that. Because the true not giving a fuck to me is not even giving a fuck about your own fucks. Explain. So, for example, like, um, like let's say you're eating something, right? And you go, oh, I don't want that. I don't like that. That's yucky. You actually gave a fuck. Still gave a fuck about that. That doesn't taste good. I'm not going to put that in my mouth. It's like, but why do you even give a fuck if it tastes good or bad? Like for you to biologically survive, you need nutrition. So that's to me, that's the ultimate. When you can, when you're able to massively consume and do things you hate Mm. for the betterment of you as a creature. Okay. That, okay, good. That That to me, that to me is the true. Cause I think, I think there's like people that care too much, right? Whether, and so it's a good or bad thing. Sometimes they're too, or they care too much about the wrong shit. Because I think caring too much is fine. Could, could be, could be. I'm just, uh, it could be like, you know, some people on a good on a good way, maybe they're too empathetic where they, they want everyone to feel good around them and then they really relate to everybody. Yeah. But then on the flip side, caring too much could be insecurities where they're just projecting a ton of shit that no one in the room <laughs> even cares about, right. right? So there's there's both sides. There's good or bad to all aspects of it, right? But as you, I guess, um, shed the fucks that you give, as you start going, you start to care less and less about what the other people around you, how they view you, especially if they don't matter in that specific subject matter. Yeah. Like if you're a basketball player and you're crushing it and you're making millions for your family and you're providing for your family, who cares if who like ESPN talks shit about you all day? Yeah. Right. They're just doing their job, making their commentator money. You're putting food on the table. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. But I think as you move up, um, the latter, I guess, I guess from my perspective, the ultimate is yourself. When you're able to defeat your own personal preferences, that to me is like the ultimate level. Because when you when you are when you don't give a fuck about the world, right? But I think you still give a fuck tongue about yourself. To me, that's still extremely egocentric, and it's extremely. Um, it's just that all. It's not that you give less fucks. Is that all your fucks are now concentrated in one location? So, so technically, you didn't really give less fucks. It's just your millions of fucks are on one dot now. Yeah, when you say you don't give a fuck, a fuck about the world, what do you mean? Like you don't care about how they view you? Yeah, like or, or you literally don't give a fuck about the world. Um, like, what do you mean? Like, uh, I mean, like both ways. There's there's people that literally don't give a fuck about the world. Maybe that's why they move into a mountaintop, right? They go, I'm going to plant my own shit. So I never have to deal with supermarkets. I don't have to deal with people. I have running water. That's all I need. I might not even need internet. I just need some basic radio and TV just for entertainment. It's just me, my dogs and my family, right? That's like people that really don't give a fuck about the, the world. I don't want to even be in the world. I just want to survive and have that time. There's that type of people. Yeah. Then of course, there's the people that don't give a fuck about the world, meaning like, the world could crash and burn and they don't care. Yeah. I'm talking about for both of them. Yeah. For both of them, um, there's people that want to <laughs> shed all the fucks. Yeah. But when you when it ends up being yourself and you don't really shed fucks, it's just you collect fucks and they're all about yourself. I also think that's not good too. Absolutely, man. And, then, and that to me, you're still kind of... Because people that, that think that when you shed fucks, it's because... Um, like you're becoming more free, right? Like that's the whole reason and purpose behind it. Like I want to be free. I don't want to be tied down by all these chains, these fuck chains, right? But if all your fucks- I like fuck chains. 
I do too. But if all your fucks are about yourself, you're still tied down by your own fuck chains. Fuck yeah. And you're, and that just sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Giving so many fucks about yourself by yourself. Oh, fuck all that. I mean, if they're not productive fucks. And that's why, um, you know, when I eat, I purposely always go against what I want a little bit. Always. Explain. So, I mean, starting with cilantro, right? Like, um, I'm like, why the fuck do I even give a fuck about cilantro? Because I hate cilantro. So I just started every time I have I had food, if there was cilantro, I'm eating. The, that's the first thing I'm eating. I'm like, stop giving a fuck about cilantro. And I always eat cilantro. I'm also not the biggest fan of mushrooms. I love enoki mushrooms, but like regular like portobello or uh, like the regular. Mushrooms. Oh, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Portobello fries. That's bomb. But just in general, like. Uh, Let me finish my set. They don't know what I'm talking about. Oh. Only you know and I, you and I know what we're talking about. But we I, got, we got, we got to listen. We got listeners. I know, but I'm still talking about what I'm talking about, which is so for mushrooms. I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, and if mushrooms appear on my dish, I first put that in my mouth and eat it first. I'm like, why the fuck do you give a fuck about mushrooms so much? Because they're yucky. Exactly. So I, I hate having that feeling. I hate having handicaps. So for me, anytime that there's something that I feel like has control over me, I have to go against it at least a little bit. Yeah. Do you do that? For sure. I know, I know where I feel at least, uh, I know where my capabilities are. So I know what it takes for me to do something. And once I figured out what it takes to do it, I'm like, I'll do it when I want to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. So then I'm like, so for example, right? Like, you know, I'm afraid of the dark. Oh, or even claustrophobic. Yeah. You know, I'm cla claustrophobic as fuck. Maybe not extreme, but I'm definitely claustrophobic. So when I'm, put in situations where I want to win if we're playing or whatever and I want to win, then I know I can go in a different headspace and I'm okay, which is wild. You ever think about staying in that headspace and just crushing life like a motherfucker and have zero handicaps? I can, but it's just a lot of work. So then because, uh, because life is a lot of work, you yeah, know, like yeah. self-improvement's a lot of work, our relationship's a lot of work, relationships with others is a lot of work, business building, just there's so many things that are a lot of work that I'm like, well, what are the priorities of the a lot of works that I want to tackle today? I see. So, um, yeah, I kind of go in that order. So then depending on where I am in life, if I feel like I'm content with something, I feel like, oh, there's a fuck ton of to-dos I have to work on. So I'm never not working on anything. I see. Never not working on anything. That's funny. Yeah. So I'm, uh, there's always something I'm trying to improve constantly. So right now, 2021, I feel like I've reached a point in my life where I'm really happy with the geo that I am that I've become, because I'm telling you, 2016, I've said this so many goddamn times, but that was like the year of a huge eye-opening experience for me with just who I've become as a person from the, at that point, that since that point till now, it's just been intense fucking digging and working and questioning and rebuilding and tearing down of just my own personal ego, my own perception my own limitations like just my own person that now i'm at a place where i said i'm happy that i'm like oh shit this is tight okay i think i have a good grasp grasp of who i like that i am right now nice let's keep building on that a little bit so i can put that kind of i can put my foot off the throttle a little bit on that and now i'm going to start pumping up all the other places like my fitness and um maybe i'll start working on my phobias and shit you know so that's kind of how I operate. Oh, that's awesome. You don't do that? Um, I think I think I constantly find ways to train all the time. Ever train everything all the time? Almost. I, I uh 
I think like, because I know training must be continuous in order, like, you know, like if you don't play the guitar, you're not going to be good. Right. So even like with drums, like I was quote unquote, probably an expert at drums at one point. I haven't played in like 15 years. Theoretically, I know I could be good if I just put my mind to it for like three months, I'll get everything back. Right. But I don't like, uh, I don't like knowing that the fire extinguisher is behind four cases break this glass to open that glass to open that glass to open that glass to get the fire extinguisher. I want my fire extinguisher to be right here. And in order for my fire extinguisher to be right here, right here, meaning like right next to you accessible immediately. Yeah. I need it to, um, I need to be able to, I have to train that. Right. So if I don't constantly put mushrooms in my mouth, if I don't constantly put cilantro in my mouth, if I don't constantly put extra raw onions in my mouth, uh, by the time that I need it, it'll, I have to break through four of those glasses and get into a certain headspace in order to pull the fire extinguisher out. Yeah. So for me, um, and maybe this also helps with my ADD too, is that I like constantly training in all different aspects of life so that, uh, and also kind of put myself in controlled, stressful situations. Even if it's like we're in a hot tub and we're really comfortable and I look at the pool and I'm like, that looks so cold. And I'm like, wait, did you just say it was cold? Yeah. Get your ass in there right now. I get that. Right? So like, just like that, like across <clears throat> all aspects of life. Yeah. I like doing that because one, I don't feel like I get too comfortable or too complacent with just Anything. my, just my being. Yeah. And also I keep my finger, my fire extinguisher by my side. Yeah. Yeah. I can really relate to that. Um, and I have a lot to add to that, but real quick, uh, let's talk about it for a sponsor. Super excited to be working with Best Fiends. This is one of my favorite phone games. I absolutely love it. I play this all the time right before I go to bed. This is my time to just think about myself, not think about Bart, no husband, no kid. It's just me time. I get to decompress, de-stress, relax, and challenge my brain to some fun gameplay with Best Fiends. The scenery is super vibrant, super cute because you have these little bug friends that you collect and you're under attack by these nasty slugs that are eating up and putting slime all over your beautiful garden and you've just had enough. So every time you defeat these nasty slugs, you collect a new little bug friend that are on your side that have different powers to attack these nasty slugs. So don't waste any more time with other boring games. This is the game for you. They call Best Fiends boredom's worst nightmare. And let me tell you, it's a lot of fun. You're definitely not going to be bored. And the best part about it is that you can play this offline. So it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, you can always play your favorite game, Best Fiends. So make sure to download Best Fiends for free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Okay, so what I have to add to that was, so when I was talking about my issues or whatever, these are, <clears throat> excuse me, issues that I find to be very, very deep. Um, I did bring up claustrophobia, which I don't find it to be a very, very deep one. When I look at the things that hold me back, they're, I don't really see it holding me back too much, right? So, an example would be like, we're going to, like, I'm claustrophobic. Uh, now we're all in Japan. We all want to go in a subway, like underwater subway. My initial thoughts like, holy fuck, I can't breathe already. But I'm like, let's fucking go. You know, I'm afraid of the dark. Taika wants me to serenade him in the dark so I could put him to bed. I'm like, well, what's more important, how I feel or the outcome of this whole situation? So I'm like, fuck it. Overcome it, you bitch. I don't even like that. 
that what? part of it for me. <clears throat> what? That I thinking? don't even like the recognition part. Oh, yeah. I guess it's just wanna, that new. You want to get rid of it. I want to do it so much. Gotcha. Like, you know, like some people, like they open the window, they see snow-capped mountains. They're like, ooh, like, yes, they can overcome it, put on a big parka and go outside. Yeah. I want me looking at snow-capped mountains and me looking at a Hawaiian scenery the same. I just open the door and walk out. Like, it's nothing. It doesn't even take a single brain cell. Is that even possible? Is, is that possible. humanly possible? It is humanly possible because anything that you grow, like you don't know you're wearing underwear right now. Oh, I know I'm wearing it. Oh, you do? No. Okay, maybe you do. But like, most, I really don't pay attention. Yeah, to like that. you don't know you're wearing socks right now. You know, like you're, you now you do now that I pointed out. Yes. Everything that you get accustomed to eventually becomes a part of you, and it's nothing. It's like air. So for me, the more recognition that I have, oh, you're about to do this, or you must change your state for this, or you have to do this. I hate that. I want to be that's too many layers of glass for you to get to your fire, my fire extinguisher. Yeah, I want to. How be, do you come up with these fucking analogies? It's so good. That's how You're my brain. My, that's how my brain works. I'm a visual person, I guess. So I gotta like see things. So like, I like. Um, I want to be able to almost be like my own like little superhero. You know, like I just don't want to like like even like when people go to they go, they go travel right, and then they have to bring like six pairs of shoes where it's like these ones are my sand shoes these ones are for whatever like i'm like that's so much thought like let's just let's just do it you know i want to i want to get to doing it as fast as possible rather than oh these are my whatever like driving gloves and i can't drive unless i have my driving gloves i just don't like having um too many things to get to uh like that takes up my my brain power i mm. guess like I, i'm not saying I, I don't enjoy things like if you really like driving and you're and you're into like the nostalgic, I don't know, 1960s, 1970s driving and you want to have those driving gloves, if that's part of your- Well, that's um, different now. If that's part of your like your pleasure, your, your pleasure right. stimulation, well, that's, that's different. different. You're enjoying that's yourself. That's absolutely different. Yeah, you're enjoying one's, yourself. one's holding you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is just getting deeper into it. Yes. Yeah, so I don't even view them in the same- Yeah, so if you lens. like shoes and, and it's, you enjoy shopping and you enjoy, uh, and you enjoy trying shoes on, Go ahead, travel with your 12 pairs of shoes. Yeah. But if you can't travel on the shelf, 12 pairs of shoes, that's different. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that shit either. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that shit I got to work on. A lot of it. But, but you don't even have to. That's that's just me. Like you can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. No, I mean. You feel that it, it's a handicap too? What the fuck? Who included you in my conversation? Hello? I'm, I'm already, already there. No, it has nothing to do with you. Oh, fine. No, it's just me too. Like I don't. So I'll see people like that. And I'll be in circles with people like that and it fucking annoys me and it really frustrates me because I just like to just go. Like I want to get to the experience. I want to just make memories already, God damn it. You know, and if you're sitting there going, I like these gloves, but oh, these ones aren't going to be me. I'm out the like, Can we go get some other gloves? Because I don't think I like shut the fuck up and let's just fucking do it. You know, shit like that pisses me off. So that's the reason why I'm like, oh God, I want to change that too. Because I don't want to be that person for other people. But that's not even a motivation for me either. Like me thinking like, I don't want to do that for other people. I'm not really thinking of the other person. I'm mainly thinking about myself, mm. if that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. It's been a fun ride. It's been a fucking fun ride. And I've been exploring and learning so much about myself. And like, I fucking enjoy it. And it makes me sad that a lot of people are going to live and die and never experience their full potential. Like that really makes me fucking sad. What do you think is preventing people from uh, it's spiritual a, potential? It's fucking hard work, man. And it's facing yourself in the mirror and looking at the ugliest parts of yourself and saying like, these are some fucked up traits about me. These are some fucked up things about me, but this isn't who I ultimately am, you know? And like, you have to constantly work at it. 
And it's it's kind of like an ego death that you have to go through too. Because, you know, for there's a reason why we behave the way that we behave, right? Like we've had our experiences, we've had our traumas, we've had our run-ins with bad things. And either, these are have all just become defense mechanisms that have helped us survive until the point where we're at now. But I think, you know, things change and we evolve and, and we shouldn't stay the same our whole life because then you're never going to experience a beautiful life. I feel like it's just such a, you just get such a half experience, you know, because you're just, you have so many defenses up and so many walls up and so many layers and and there's just so many things just holding you back, like tying you to this chair, you know, where where we all can literally just fly. Yeah. And like having that feeling of being able to fly and soar and then see other people fly with you and enjoy that. It's fucking, it's really cool. Yeah. It's also kind of scary <clears throat> when you like start questioning yourself. Because I've experienced firsthand like my mom doing that. Like my mom, she had a, she was <clears throat> previously married that I found out later. And then so by God, the I hope she doesn't mind. She doesn't, give a, she doesn't give a fuck. So she she uh, was previously married, right? And then so, so you're saying she would be on this pod? You should have a podcast I will, with I will. her. I really will. I'm planning for it. <gasps> That's I'm, awesome. I'm actually planning like uh, I want to plan a JK News segment with her on. And JK News on yeah. any videos? I don't know yet, but I think I want to. You want to test her for like two or three? No, like what I think the the purpose that I want to do is you know all the stories that I've told on JK News. I want to bring her on and share what her perspective is. Oh, that's cool. You know, because like everything. She's probably going to be right and you're going to be wrong. Maybe because everything I'm telling for the sake of comedic purpose. Right. So it's always from a funny angle. Yeah. And it's also my truth. So I would love to see her tell things from her truth. Who knows? Maybe she makes us cry and like tell the, the single mom yeah, story. Yeah, you know? like you stupid asshole. I was trying my fucking best. I was working so many jobs and I was your mom <sighs> Your best wasn't good dad. enough. Too bad. <coughs> that's fucking funny what were you saying uh, so what I was saying is you know I've experienced someone firsthand really question and really do a lot of self work because I guess in a traditional culture if you're already previously married and you're divorced that's almost like you're like you're trash now you're, you're the you're the you're spoiled goods right the block hood the whore the block whore right so for her she changed her name to something else to kind of have a rebirth and then so once she had a rebirth she married my dad and after my dad that didn't work out. They got divorced. Right. And so I saw my mom like kind of like look for answers in life because this is her second time. Right. And so she's like, damn, what the hell do I have to do? So she started doing a lot of self-work. And so that's how she found Buddhism. And with Buddhism, a lot of Buddhism is about self-work. And so she, you know, like um, is meditating all the time, questioning things. And the problem is, I guess, um, I don't know if she ever had a full ego death that's something my dad always talks about where your mom always has to be right so i don't know if nope, like she has not then so, so i don't know if it's like she's so <clears throat> stubborn that she ends up bending buddhism to favor what her own agenda is but till this day i still see her constantly have arguments with herself because she's also questioning so she's also working on herself still yeah and that's the part that's kind of scary to me where I do see a lot of people who do the self-work and question, but instead of like kind of um, like their life is going in a certain direction and they go fix it because there's clear examples of people like doing self-work that works, fix it and they skyrocket, right? There's also people like my mom who I feel like have just been stuck in like a 20, 30 year limbo of 
kind of uh, making progress and kind of not <clears throat> making progress. Well, I think what you have to do too, though, is I think you have to put yourself in different situations that are going to bring different parts of you out, right? Because your mom, she found something that challenged her up until a certain point, but she never challenged herself after that point. She stayed in this this Buddhism comfort zone. What else? Like, how how was anything going to challenge her? Where's the challenge there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she just stays in the same bubble with the same things being repeated over and over again. And she'll go to China and she tries to pray there. And then she goes to this other Buddhist temple. But everyone's preaching the exact same thing. So I think she really needs to put herself in situations where, like, to really challenge herself, you know what would really fucking change her? Have her have a conversation with your dad. <clears throat> oh yeah you know what i mean like that's some shit that's a fucking truth bomb and i think that's when the <clears throat> ego uh the ego death that hasn't occurred is super evident because she would just be like no i'm not gonna talk to him we'll just thank talk you to him. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so have her have a conversation with your dad and have her listen intently without having any sort of rebuttal it's impossible exactly that's what i'm saying so you have to put yourself in situations where you're gonna be fucking challenged and it's gonna be hard and you're gonna cry and you're gonna hate the person that's telling you whatever the fuck they're telling you, but you have to accept it, you know? <clears throat> and you don't have to accept it as as the truth because like you just said earlier, that's their truth, you know? And everyone comes to you with their truth fully loaded with their own traumas and their own perceptions and their own biases, you know what I mean? So yeah. like all you can do is listen to them, try to hear them out and take you have to bust the fucking Bruce Lee. Take what works, you know what I mean? And then what doesn't work and doesn't apply to you, you just have to say thanks for that. Thank you for showing me your asshole, basically. I love that you coined that. Uh, thank you for showing me your asshole. Now I have I have a lot of tools now that I have uh, to use to work on myself. And you take it back and you fucking, you go to work again. And then once you feel like, okay, wow, I just, I just had these breakthroughs. Let me go do it again with someone else. Hey, son. Um, you're always making these jokes on JK News. Like, does this stuff really bother you? How did I hurt you? And now you go in on her. And now she has to listen and take it all in. All right, thank you so much. I'm going to go back home and I'm going to do some more work. It's got to be like that, but that shit's fucking draining, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like your mom found something that that helped her to a certain extent, but now she's comfortable. Yeah. What challenges is she trying to face? She's not trying to fix anything. Yeah. One of the things that I feel like. And sorry, I don't mean to talk about your mom like this, but I'm just using her as an example. No, no, it's just, it's real. Like there's no, I don't have an ego. So I feel like, I'm like, yeah, talk about my mom all you want. If it's from a very. Um, I love your mom. Yeah. From a very like objective standpoint. Yeah. You know? I think she's a fucking badass, strong ass woman. She is. She, she definitely left some. Um, and I think that's also her being who she is also left some huge shoes to fill. And I think that's why it was really hard for me to date any chick for past four months. Okay, I got big feet. Okay. <laughs> got the biggest feet, you know, almost embarrassingly big. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's like, where like, like I've also seen what one little woman can do. Yeah, she's fucking tiny. Five, so, four fucking fireball. Five, one. Five, one fireball. So I've seen what she can do. So like when there's like chicks that like always feel very helpless and like they're always like being the victim all the time, I'm like, what? It's so unrecognizable to me because my mom is this 90 pound 5'1 chick and she she worked at a Fortune 500 company and she made her entire floor. Anyone that sees her has to say ni hao in Chinese to her. Like all the white people and she it wasn't works with. It wasn't customary for the, the no, workplace No, because it's a Fortune 500 like American style company. Oh, I see. Imagine like a little Chinese lady that works at freaking... Um, 
I don't know, like Charter or something, or works at Apple, let's say that. She works at Apple, and everyone's like a white person. And now when they see Mrs. Who, they have to go, ni hao, and they have to, they have to bow. And then when people like are shaking their legs. Your mom's a fucking boss. Yeah, when people are shaking like, their legs in the cafeteria. Hand, you peasant. She'll like touch, don't shake your leg, that's not good. So there's all these people that know Chinese customs that are like, who the fuck is this little lady, you know? So I've seen how powerful like she can be. Yeah, which, she's which fucking, she's a powerhouse. Real quick though, let's introduce our next sponsor. And our second sponsor is Junbee. And if you guys don't know, the whole JK fam is involved in Junbees from me, Gio, David, Casey, Tiff, Joe, Aunt and Christina, even Michael. So this is our matcha company. And if you guys have been to any of our meet and greets, you've been to the one in Roland Heights and also the one in Westwood. And our entire mission is to bring ceremonial grade matcha that's delicious and very beneficial to your health at an affordable price to the masses. So we're doing that. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to hold that one in. Okay. And so, um, yeah, we're doing it for the masses and we're doing it two big ways. One is if you go online, you can buy your own tin and we have everything and all the tools to help you teach you how to whisk, to make hot or cold matcha. And if you want to just do it as a daily drink, you can go to any of our stores and you can get a bunch of very fresh fruit infused with boba and all kinds of stuff. So it's super delicious. So you can go and check it out both ways. But we're trying to bring all the benefits and the deliciousness of matcha, ceremonial grid matcha to the world. So go check that out. Boom. That's what the Sorry, I really tried to hold in that sneeze and I think holding it in made it come out like. Uh. <clears throat> but yeah, that's a that's. That's been fun for me, just like really digging in deep and and doing a lot of self-work because I just hate, like you, I just hate a lot of handicaps. I hate blaming things on others. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I mean, okay, I understand why people do it, but just for myself, like, I, it, frustra it frustrates me. Like if I have an issue with something and then I go, hey, can you stop doing that? Can you stop doing that? And they don't stop doing that. Then I look at myself and I go, wait, why does it bother me so much? Like maybe I'm the problem. Like, why do I care that they keep doing that thing? And then that's when my work starts happening. And then it gets to the point where I'm like, I shouldn't have given a fuck about that in the first place. And I'm happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that'd be a really cool conversation for you and your mom to have. You know, I don't know if she, I don't know how you prep someone for that ego death. I think I don't they think just it's have possible. to. I'm I, just, I'm just uh, gonna live with that. It's gonna go with her until she dies. I don't think it's not possible. Um, I had such a deep conversation with someone that I had just met. That is, yeah, I had just met them. They've achieved so much in their life, and I was able to break through so crazily. In multiple, actually, aspects, I've been able to break through with a lot of people that I don't have much rapport with. You've never dealt with my mom, so she might be your ultimate test because I wouldn't be surprised. I 100% already know I already can go with your mom. Okay, then I would love to see that happen because I'm almost 100%. If my mom sat down with the Pope, the Pope is probably going to shave his head and become Buddhist in three days. No, I don't think so. My mom is insane. No, is I don't think nuts. so. I think, I think that's some work you might have to do, but I don't see that at all. Well, I don't have that power of breaking people's walls down. You do. Oh, so maybe you can try it, but that's a... Uh, I see your mom as someone that really, really seeks connection. Your mom really, 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 really wants connection with people. And I don't think she has that with anyone. 
that is definitely part of it. But the other part that makes her so strong, I have never. So imagine your kid, right? Your kid goes to elementary school. In that elementary school, let's just say like third grade. There's one third grade teacher that your kid uh, reports to. But in that class, there might be three third grade teachers, right? In the third grade, that's also part of like another section, which might be first through third. So it's like the smaller part of elementary school. From that, you above that, you might have like the guidance counselors. Above that, you have the assistant principal and you have up until the principal. You're losing me. You're losing me. Exactly. That's where I want. That's my whole goal. I lost you, right? Where the principal probably has no idea who this random third grader is because there's so much fucking shit going down. My mom was able to go to every single elementary school, go to the principal. Hey, you'll not do it the right way. Come here, come here, come here. All principals know my mom's my name. She can create custom curriculum that's probably not approved by the board for me to do and uh, formulate ways from like if I don't, instead of them reporting things the way that they want to, okay, Bart is truant or is absent or, or uh, is late, tardy, like he's supposed to do these things. No, 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 no. Don't, don't write that pink slip. No, no, no. You just call me. Okay. Go, no, I'm so sorry. That's not the way we do things here. No, 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 no. I don't care the way you do things here. You're going to call me. Okay. That's how strong of a person my mom is. She came into every single school. And I system. get it. That's not mind blowing to me because I could I could create that same exact thing. I don't know anyone that goes into like systems and tell them how to do things. I I mean, if you care a lot about some shit, yeah. you make changes happen. And that's called the fucking entrepreneur. That's called the fucking motivational speaker. Yeah. That, like your mom has that fucking power. She does. So. Yeah, I mean, she unfortunately, not even unfortunately, but she just didn't have the proper platforms to do that or she just didn't even have the foresight to be like, this is like, I want to make bigger changes. You are her project. Yeah. So she made sure that she was your motivational speaker, your entrepreneur, and she made shit happen for you. My mom's Cersei Lannister. She's the fucking shit. That's you know? crazy. So I don't see it as walls. I just see it as your mom's a fucking force. She's a force. You know, so yeah. I think your mom... Like not only seeks mad deep connection that she doesn't find anywhere other than Buddhism, because now there's this unified, like, like we all agree to this way of life. So I think that's where she finds her connection. But I don't think that that's the real connection that she seeks. Um, I think she really wants genuine deep connections where um, she can just be herself. I don't think she knows how to be herself anymore. I don't think so. I, think, she, I don't think she does. I either. think she's she was raised in a time and in a culture that it, it was, you know, you get conditional love. And I think because your mom is someone that like, I mean, who knows? We have to figure out her love language too. You know, that might play into it too. But I think I just- I think her love language is obedience. Or it could be words of affirmation. Uh, th- that's not a Chinese word. It's probably obedience or um, sacrifice. Yeah. So I, I think figuring all these things out is what's going to help you help her see herself. Yeah, I think I think it's going to and I don't think it's going to take much because your mom's already willing because she goes to so many things to seek answers. I think your mom's super ready. She just hasn't had the right challenges uh, uh, be presented to her. So I think it's going to be a beautiful thing once you're able to connect with her in that way. I think she's going to back off. I think she might even start her own new circle of friends. I think she might even start dating again. I think she would be a completely different person that you wouldn't even be able to recognize. That'd be crazy. Yeah, because uh, 
The only way I wouldn't be able to recognize her if she shaved her mustache. <laughs> so that would be probably nuts. If she became a new person and shaved her mustache, that would be really tight. That would be sick. Imagine she's shaving her armpits yeah. and yeah. her legs and her mustache. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say she doesn't have a mustache, but she does have a mustache. She's just all it's natural. A light little peach fuzz. It is light little uh, peach fuzz. Yeah. Um, and we're obviously exaggerating it for comic <laughs> relief, but yeah. I think I think oh, she shit, would... wait a second. What Something happened? happened with the mic. Oh, wow. Oh, I think so he pulled strong. out. I think he, yeah, he disconnected. Oh, okay, cool. So the mic was still going on. It's just my headphones. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be really sick. I think, honestly, people just want to love and they want to be loved. Unless there's some fucking chemical imbalances and or they've had like extreme trauma. I think everyone just genuinely wants to be happy. They want to feel loved and they want to love back. I like, I, I think that's just simple human nature, you know? And And like as quickly as we can get there, we're just going to be happier people. Like we're just going to get along better and we're not going to um, treat each other like shit or ourselves like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the, we can make that happen. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see after all of this lockdown stuff. Um, oh, right. She's still. Up. Yeah. In she's Taiwan. in Taiwan. I haven't seen her for over a year, but once all of this stuff clears away and there's no reason for anyone from Taiwan to come to the States because the States is a mess. It's a fucking jacked up. I'm going to go to Taiwan soon. Yeah. Compared to over there. So, um, yeah. Cause like she, she always texts me all the time and she goes, what? There's more strains. Cause they don't have it anymore. Right. They beat it. So they're like, there's more strains. What the fuck? I feel like they're making this shit like, up. What the hell is this? And then she'll be like, oh shit, they shut business down again. Is your business okay? You know, like it's, it's like, I, I feel stressed out for her because she's stressed out like viewing where her son's at and just seeing the turmoil that the country's going through and how yeah. crazy it is. But you tell her, your son's a G baby. She was raised, I was raised by you. God damn it. I'm good. Yeah. I never say stuff like that. I always troll her. I'm like, oh my You're God, so you can't, rude. You can't, you'll not believe this, but I caught Corona again for the third time. This is crazy. You're so rude. I, I don't know. I just have, I have a different relationship with her, you know? So clearly. So I think I have to, uh, me trolling her is like, maybe because deep down I know how strong she is. And so the fucks that she does give about, I feel like are so petty that I'm like, because she sees you as this weak baby. So when I hear these little stupid fucks that she cares about, um, like she's like, oh, you know any Postmates? Like ma make sure you you wipe down the bag, okay? I'm like, no, I'm going to lick all the bag to make sure I get all the germs. Like I, I always like have to, jerk. I always have to go jerk. completely against whatever, I guess, petty fucks that she gives because there's some sort of underlying thing that I'm like, why do you give so many shits about things that don't matter? Well, it's know? not shits that don't matter because look what she's giving a fuck about. What? You. I don't she matter. She cares about you. Well, no, you matter to her, you dumb shit. Then ask me some you're real her, shit. You're her greatest project. Ask me some real shit. Don't ask she me. She can't because you're trolling all the fucking time. No, she can ask me some real shit. Like what? What's the real shit she can ask like, what's you? Like, what's, uh, why did you want to move to Vegas? Like, what are the plans there? And then you go, oh, fuck, man. This whole bitch is going to fucking ask me all these fucking questions. No, if it's a Ugh. real question, because she never asks questions like that. I see. She always asks some fucking dumbass question. Like, are your businesses going to fail once you move? You know, like it's. She that's asks, not a dumbass question. She asks them I the think Asian way. So then, I mean, then you know that that's the Asian way, but you know what the underlying. I thought I thought you like cutting through the bullshit and just getting to the bottom of things. I do with anyone else but my mom. Oh, I see. Okay, well, that's some shit you got to work on. Yeah, it's with my mom. There's just I'm like, just ask me some fucking goddamn normal questions. Yeah. And we'll have a goddamn normal conversation. 
Yeah. Don't be asking me fucking loaded questions that already sound like I fucked up or you, or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because if you do, or if they're fucking petty, dumb fucking questions. You're going to be petty back. Yes. You're so funny. You turn like a seven-year-old. Yeah. I should be, oh, I saw the video. Oh, uh, wait, is Jill's car a different color? I'm like, yeah, she got this crazy car crash. She broke her neck. So she had to repaint it. You're so rude. <laughs> I always say just kidding at the end. <laughs> You're so fucking, I can imagine her too because she's so innocent. She was, yeah. oh no. And then she's about to cry and her heart sinks and she's like, probably can't breathe. And then she has to wait for that text to come in. Hopefully it always comes in because if it doesn't come in, you're going to fucking kill your mom. Yeah, she'll be like, oh, I saw, I saw you guys went hiking with Taika in the rain. Oh, you got to be careful. He's going to catch a cold. I'm like, I know. The last time we went hiking, we purposely didn't have him wear pants and he got pneumonia. It was crazy. <laughs> what did she say to that? No, she just starts like, sometimes she'll just text back like dot, dot, dot. Or like, what do you mean by that? Like, what, what do you mean? Isn't it funny when our parents, because we see them as old folks, right? Like they're fucking old fogies. And then we see them use technology the right way. Yeah. Like dot, dot, dot. Like it's conveying the perfect yeah. message instead yeah. of her literally like typing it out. It cracks yeah. me up. I gave my mom praise the other day. I was just telling her, thank you so much. You know, like I wouldn't be who I am today without you. And then she gives me a fucking little smiley emoji with all the hearts on it Aww. around the face. And I knew exactly what she was saying. So it was really cute for me to be like, like for me to, because I just, I was the one that introduced her to all this fucking tech. You know, yeah. like I bought her her desktop. I bought her her first Apple phone. I bought her a fucking Apple watch. Like I synced up her fucking car. She has a tile so that it could track her keys wherever they're at. So like I have, whoops, I have my mom up to date like a motherfucker, you That's know? Awesome, yeah. So for me to see her like have almost a panic attack because it has so many fucking bells and whistles and shit. She's like, I'm a simple person. And now her utilizing it and then the correct way, I'm like, this is fucking funny. Like, it's so funny. I know it's you want to elevate your mom to a, um, to a Tesla, you think she could learn how to drive all that thing? Well, for me, it's not the material stuff I want to elevate her to. Yeah. I think I want to challenge her so that she can, so I could show her that she's more than what she considers herself. That she could evolve with the times. Yeah. Like she is stuck on the. I'm still scared of a Tesla. Every time I get in her car, I'm like, what the Well, you're hell scared because you can't this? play with it enough. And you're scared because you've hit my other cars. And you're scared because I've talked shit to you about not hitting this car the way you've hit my other cars. So that you have more pressure. Yeah, I'm like, just give him old-fashioned gas. Nah, if it was your own car, you wouldn't give a fuck. You're going to finger bang the fuck out of it, you know? And you're going to check it all out. But Maybe. with my mom, I just like pushing her a little bit. Because I'm just like, lady, you're so fucking capable. Like, stop this fucking false dialogue that you fucking tell yourself. You know, like... Like sometimes I'll, I'll panic and I, and I feel myself uh, panicking more than I need to. And I'm like, oh shit, is this what my mom might feel? And then I, I start talking myself out of it. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I panicking about? Am I, am I, am, am I about to die right now? Like, am I about to fucking lose my fucking life? That's the only reason why I should be fucking panicking right now. Like, is everything going to fucking crash? I and panicking. then I slowly start like coming back to normal. I hate panicking. Yeah, me too. I fucking hate it. I just hate not being in control of of um, my own reality. Me too. I panic all the time. Do you really? Yeah. You're so cool, calm, and collected. I feel like you don't understand what panic is. Well, because I have, I, I think I panic like <clears throat> everyone else, right? Like I have like, oh, where's that shirt? I was going to wear it. I've been waiting for two weeks. I bought it fucking three weeks ago so I can wear it for the party. Where the fuck did I put it? And then the minute I think that person starts talking, the anti-panicker person comes. Like, like, shut the shut fuck, the fuck, up, fuck you up, up, you fucking little bitch. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> About your fucking shirt. Wear another fucking <laughs> yeah. shirt. Put that shit on. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. If you lost it, that proves to yourself that you didn't really care 
care about in the first place and and go fucking wear that shirt. Yeah. So I I have that person a lot. So that person, I think, helps me out. But I think I panic. I panic all the time still. That's cuny. Yeah. I just see you as this rock. I just see you as a guy that was staring at me at the beginning of this podcast. And I'm like, are you okay? Oh. Because you just have such a pissed face all the time. Maybe I have, I'm witnessing the fight go down in my brain between all the people. <laughs> and then so I'm just waiting for them to like figure it out yeah. and then tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, and like, okay, cool. So I guess I'm not panicking today. And then I'm like smiling. <laughs> you know? fucking cuny guy. Yeah. Fine. Well, this is a cuny podcast. I thought I had, uh, I thought we had a really good conversation. That's really good. Do you have anything else to add? Never. Of course not. Yep. God damn it. All right. Well, thank you so much for just having this dialogue with me. I always love having like an open forum to just fucking explore and let our thoughts just have a little party. It's really cuny. Yeah. Um, and I also want to say thank you to our sponsors. Shout outs to barbellbrigade.com. Like I was saying, we got the hottest drops this year. Every single thing is going to be brought up even better, like from our supplements. It's crazy. Like It's already delicious, but I just tasted, taste oh. tested a bunch of them oh, over yeah, the break. Baby. And holy moly, this year's flavors are going to be insane. Yeah. And some of our best products we're bringing back again with even new colorways. So stay tuned for that. Go to barbrigade.com. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and stay tuned and follow our own Instagram. Barbara we always Brigade. give you guys exclusives on the newsletter. And we're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways this year. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. Also, while you're at it, just follow Bart Kwan and also Gio Antoinette because we're Gio also underscore Antoinette. Gio underscore Antoinette because we're also posting stuff all the time. So make sure you go follow all three of those accounts. And then also shout outs to Jumbi for sponsoring because we're always trying to bring ceremonial grade matcha to the world in an affordable way. And if you want to have matcha at home, you can go to shopjumbi.com or uh, both of our locations right now have contactless delivery. You go to City of Industry or Roland Heights, or you can go to Westwood, and we're bringing brand new shops to also New Jersey Ooh. and Texas. Oh, and yeah. we're in talks with Canada. I'm not yes. going to tell you what city just yet, but in Canada. So we're stay growing, tuned. motherfuckers. Yep. Let's go. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye.